Welcome to this episode of the Dakotans Election Central, where we are covering the 2024 North Dakota election cycle. I'm Jonathan Starr. Today, I am joined by Ronald Westbury. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Before we jump into the deep questions of politics, who is Ronald Westbury? Well, <clears throat> I'm from originally from Minnesota. I grew up in South Minneapolis. Um, my um, my grand I had two grandfathers. Uh, one was from Nebraska. He came to Minneapolis. That's my dad's side. And then my grandfather's side, my mom's side, is my other grandfather. He came from Mississippi. And uh, just a little background on those two. Um, the one he owned, the dry cleaners, was the first, and I think, only um, black dry cleaners in Minneapolis. Wow. And um, it was, and he sold it years later. And my 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 uncles and Emma told me, he said, and my dad, they said he was too nice. He gave away. <laughs> he, he people didn't have money for it. He just, oh, just take it home. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. He said, so he kind of run himself out of business eventually. You know, right? Yeah, can't give <laughs> but, away everything. But. Um, so anyway, that's what uh, he did. And then my other grandfather, um, he came t- um, from Mississippi, and he um, worked on the railroad okay. um, as a Pullman porter. Um, and he worked two jobs. He worked, when he got, as soon as he got off the railroad and got home that night, the next morning, he'd get up, and he would go right out the door and go down to the union hall. He was an ex- excellent worker, because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it was a little tough in those days for blacks to get jobs. Yeah. Um, so, but he they they loved the way he worked, and he That's always awesome. had he always had a motto. He told me because I worked I worked as I worked as electrician. Okay. And um, <clears throat> he says now when you go out there and work with these guys, he says you, you know he 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 was a laborer. He said you take two shovels of dirt to there every one there or go. three. Yeah. I said okay. All right. Said, so that's how you work, work hard. Yeah. So what brought you to North Dakota? Well, <clears throat> um, I. What I as that's the whole thing. I worked as an electrician in Minnesota, and uh, I worked at the school board for twenty years there, and I worked in regular construction uh, in in Minnesota before I came to the school board. Um, and um, when I worked in the regular construction area, um, I worked um, just mostly that. Then I came in the school board and I worked in the service division. That was mm-hmm. like service electrician. So then when I came up here, um, the work had, I had got laid off at the school board, which, uh, you know, the morning before I was not on the list okay. that night, the next morning I came in, they said, you're getting laid off today. Oh I said, no. Really? I thought I was, you know, yeah, good to go. Yeah. Well, they didn't count cause I switched bargaining units. They didn't count okay. a certain number of years. Oh no. And they said, you only have five years now. So you switched gotcha. bargaining groups. That's hard. You don't count the other 15 years. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> so that, that forced so, a life change. Yeah, so, and then I went in business with a couple guys, and uh, there was a mechanical company. Okay. And uh, the mechanical company, um, they had plumbers, and they had pipe fitters and electricians. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, the, the plumbers and them, they went off the, the huge jobs and they want us to bid on them. So we bid on some of them, but we weren't, you know, I didn't know that much about estimating then. So we had to learn how to estimate. So we, we did really good on the small jobs, the small mechanical jobs. And then we started picking those up and we started really doing good. But the other guys didn't really mind the shop. Okay. And uh, so they, they bellied, bellied it up. That's hard. So 
and I had a friend up here that was, uh, I'm a union electrician, mm-hmm. and uh, out of Local 292, and uh the friends up here, a friend up here was working for a company, and he kept calling me, come on up. I got a place for you. Come on up. Yeah. I said, man, I don't want to come up to North Dakota. Right. <laughs> so so anyway, I ended up coming up here. Um, <clears throat> all the warm jobs didn't can out. So <laughs> So you got stuck in Minot. Yeah. And um, just another little background. Um, I was assistant pastor at a church down yes. there before I came up here. And um, eventually here now, that's what I, I'm now, it's assistant pastor, and um, okay. I'm retired oh, from uh, electrical. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're a retired electrician, you're currently a, an assistant pastor though, correct? Mm-hmm. At what church? At Glory to Glory Ministries. Okay, mm-hmm. very good, very good. So why the decision to delve into politics? Um, I was just looking at how things were going in the country, and I looked at how what happened in Minneapolis. It set the fire. I actually grew up in that neighborhood. Wow. Right, we're like three blocks away from where that where George Floyd got killed there. And I was just watching how the politics were being run, and uh, it really disheartened me. Yeah. And I just didn't want to see the same thing coming here. And, you know, people say, oh, we're not going to have that here in North Dakota. We're not going to have that. But the main things, issues, can I go ahead and talk about the main issues here? All right, uh, let's jump into the issues. What well, are your issues? The main issues would be like critical race theory. I didn't okay. want to see that come into our schools, and they, they, they disguise it mm-hmm. right now even. And um, also, I did want to see uh, the dumbing down of kids in, in schools. I wanted to see them bring up the test scores and, um, and, and make, it, make the kids uh, where their, their, their test scores are up and also that they're able to learn. Now, they have a system in, in out of um, in Minnesota. It's out in St. Louis Park. It's the Jewish community. And this system, they take it, and they've done really well. They've brought kids. I don't care what background they come from. They've brought them up in their, in, in their grades and in, in education. And, um, and uh, so they've taken it, and they went out east to other schools to see if it will work. And they went out east, and these schools brought up all the kids, and they didn't have a failure rate, and they didn't have a dropout rate. Um, it was really it was very low. And so, actually, I don't remember what the rate was, but it was very, very low. But I just I wanted to see something like that here. Okay. And then also the other thing is, um, when they they're bringing all these these X-rated books into the library, and uh, they want them down where the kids can. Ass- ass- they're accessible to young kids. They shouldn't be. You can't go in the bookstore and get those, you know, in a, in a store where you buy books, magazines and stuff, and they have them covered up or something like that. They don't have them out for the little kids to get. So they should be put away, and it should be uh, age limits, you know, not yeah. for the little kids. So you have a huge focus on education, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so how, how do we actually go about fixing this problem? Well, I, th- I think that you need to get a different program. And they, maybe they think that the ones they have now are okay and the ones they're, they're doing. I think I would try the one that they're using in St. Louis Park in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of homeschooling? Big fan, big fan. Okay. Yeah. What about the critics that say, well, see a lot of those kids walking around the grocery stores in the, during the middle of the day when they're supposed to be in school, the, the concerns about truancy, especially with maybe uh, just in just – Across the board, the concern about kids not being in school enough if they are homeschooled. Um, if you have parents, they they they're not going to let them 
Because uh, I know a lot of kids that are homeschooled, they're, they're not out running around anymore. Right. There's a lot of success stories, yeah. for sure. But there's also the concerns of people that they, they're homeschooling, but they're not in a very good pro- homeschool program. Is there a way to fix that? Well, they have they have homeschool programs that are national, and you can get involved in them. They're very good ones, and you can get the kids involved in those, and you can take them out of school and put them in some really good ones. But I would like to see the schools get uh, fixed, get them. Um, right, that'd be the main concern. You know, bring them up to another level. Yeah, right, absolutely. So why the decision to, we talked about your decision to delve into politics, and that's one step. Well, but then there's another step to actually run for a uh, house seat in your district. That's huge, and that's awesome. But why that decision? Well, um, I was just looking at things that uh, I could start at. I was probably going to do, a, like, you know, maybe run do something with the school board or something like yeah. that. But um, in my district, that came available, and I said, well, you know, this may be even better place to start right now right? because you can affect more policies and, and legislation if you're sitting in a House seat. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Um, what makes you a Republican? Well, <clears throat> now, traditionally, okay, I'm going to give you a little story about that. When I first, um, my grandfather told me years ago, he says, uh, he says, well, he says, you know, you, you should be a, a Democrat. I said, why? He said, well, you should be a Democrat because Democrats take care of the working man, which they did traditionally mm-hmm. years ago. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, politics has changed dramatically in the last 40 years and even more dramatically in the last 10. It's been incredible. And so, and of course, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a union. So when I got in the union, that's all they talked about. And uh, right. I'm, I'm a little little disgusted when I see when I get my in, in, um, IBEW paper and, and Biden's always in there. Yeah. And now every time you see him on TV, he has the logo in the back, you know. Right. And I said, now the guys don't think that way. Okay. But the union bosses, that's who, that's what they're going to, they're going to, they're going to stick with them because they have a little exchange. They, you take care of us and we'll take care of you. Yeah. So they, you know, so that's the way they, they run that. But, um, that was another reason because I was union, but I had a change once I became, I, I, um, rededicated my life as a born again Christian. Um, and, and just about the time Reagan was finishing up, that's when I, 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 I changed my, my outlook on politics. Very good. And then I had a pastor that, you know, he, he didn't really like unions. Uh-uh. <laughs> he used to kind of in the route of the guys, you know, but. I, that didn't bother me. So religion plays a huge part in your in your uh, makeup. Um, how important is that to be in the policies that are made? Well, that's a big deal because you know that's when you look at your your abortion issues, um, and um, you know life is an important thing. And people and there's a lot of you know when you my wife used to work at a. Um, um, <clears throat> Um, pregnancy center where they would actually save the bring the the, um, the 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 women over and help them to see and 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 try to convince them that they needed to save the baby right. and they would give them clothes help them with the clothes they get they get brand new clothes and different things and, and to help them um, do that and they were right across the street from Planned Parenthood uh-huh. and um, so but see they don't believe that's a life. This, it's right. a it or a thing or it's not really real. But until those girls got in there and they seen the ultrasounds and they could hear those heartbeats, that changed the whole outlook because they were 
told that 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 wasn't really a, a, a human being yeah. at this point in time. Right. But you know, then they find out that they have fingers and and they and they have fingerprints and they have a heartbeat. You know. And then they could see them in there. Oh, that changes their whole outlook. Changes things. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So you are stepping into what's turning into a competitive house race in District 40. Um, obviously, Randy Schobinger has announced he's not running again. Uh, Matt Ruby is the elder statesman now as Karen Kresbaugh is retired from the Senate seat. Um, and he would be the only one uh, from the last election cycle um, that is running again. Um Aaron West recently announced that he is running for the House seat. Obviously, you have announced that you're running for the House seat. And our, there's reports that there's going to be one more uh, candidate that's stepping into that race soon or may have already stepped in at the release of this video. Um, so that means four people battling for two spots. What makes you unique for this position? Well, I just think, um, for me, I just think I don't know these guys and I don't know anything about them. But I just think that you have to come in and you have to have a, a, a vote the platform um, that's, that your morals and integrity. And I think that's the important thing that has to, has to be done when you come in there. And when I look at some of the voting records in there, um, they, they don't stand on the platform of, of the a conservative platform. And so uh, if to me, if you're not voting, you know, for um, against abortions um, and, and, if, and if you're not looking at, um, um, well, like even even far as I'm concerned, you know, like uh, when it comes to jail sentences and different things like that, you know, if you're not looking at those kind of things, different things, life life is consistent all the way across, you know. The mm-hmm. board, and that even goes like for like you know like even for people that are, they have on death penalty, you know death, you know that are electric chair or something like that. But also, um, there's you know there's people that think that critical race theory is okay. Mm-hmm. To me, that's an integral issue right there of a person's integrity. If you think that's okay, and you're you're gonna bring kids into the classroom. And you're gonna say this little white kid is is is, is has is is uh, privileged, and the, the little black kid is underprivileged. But see, you're putting a label on those kids, right? And you're making the other kid feel like he that something's wrong with him, and then you're making the other kid think that, well, I should have that because you you you've had that all the time. But it's not that it's not the way it should be. You know, everybody should come in there. And, and, you know, I just think that we get into much of the color of the skin issues. Yeah. And it's not the integrity of the person, you know, that's of the important. character. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Uh, this switch gears briefly. This is a question that we ask every candidate. Been a lot of change in North Dakota politics. Um, what are your thoughts on the stability of politics as a whole in North Dakota? And because you are a Republican, what are your thoughts on the stability of the Republican Party right now? Right now, I think the Republican Party in North Dakota, there needs to be a lot of change. And there has been. Yeah, I think it needs to be a radical overhaul. Okay. And that goes, to me, that goes to the, the whole United States period um, of the Republican Party. And 
sometimes it has to start at the top for it to trickle down, but I, it sh I don't think it should have to be that way. I just think if people, um, like I say, if, if they would take and they would take things according to the word of, of the word of the Lord, and they would take things biblically, and they would apply those principles. You know, um, we get all our rights from God. Yeah, that's what the Constitution was was written on. Now, this is another thing. When we when we look back, the, the state of that's the reason why I'm here too is. Um, have you heard the um, um, about the letter to the to the church? Okay, the one that Paul wrote. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't know. This is the letter to um, this is the letter to the church that was uh, um, written by um, Eric Metaxa. Okay, and Eric Metaxa looked. He's looking back at the correlations uh, in history and the times when Hitler was around. And um, he was there was a guy named Bonhoeffer. He was a pastor. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yep. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he came out and he, he was warning, he was sounding the alarm to all the pastors that they needed to wake up and let their, 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 the people in their churches know what was going on and they needed to stand up for their rights. And, and there's, he said that we had like 3,000 pastors that, would, that we could have really stood up and made a difference. But he said they didn't want to get involved and they said we shouldn't be involved in politics and we shouldn't be involved in these issues yeah. and it'll probably all just go away. And he said there was probably about, oh, I think he said less than 300 pastors that were involved, but there was less than that that actually stood up. And when they did, he said the ones that stood up, they hung them. Wow. But he gives the correlations of the times, mm -hmm. what's happening to what happened in, in Germany. There's a lot of the same alarm signals that are going off. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And so... So you feel like, how do you feel like that affects uh, North Dakota, North Dakota politics? Right well, now? each individual state and each individual area has to stand up and, 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 and do right. what's right and, and stand up for our, constitu our constitution yeah. and defend it because it's being shredded and torn apart, right. even right here. And then the other thing, um, when it comes down to um, voter integrity, right? Um, you know, this is a there's no reason for us to have voting machines. Yeah. Um, we can get back to paper ballots and everybody would think, Oh God, that's going to take all night. They've did it over in France and they did it in one night and they were all done. And yeah. they, they had, I forget how many millions of people and it wasn't a problem. Okay. So, 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 and that, is that another uh, key issue that you have? Yes, um, that is. That's also an issue too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more. Those are the main ones. Lots of issues. Yeah. I, I get that, um, and that's important. Um, we're, we're coming to a close here, but as we round that corner, you get elected. They always talk about the president's first 100 days in office, and I know that you ain't running for president, and things are a little bit different, right? But it, say you do get the endorsement uh, in March, and you – get uh when the primary in june and you're on that ballot and you become elected in november what are some of the first things day one day two day three day four day five that you are working on getting done right out of the gate are there bills that you are seeking to have passed are there key connections things that you're going to be fighting against um specifically well i think one one of the ones that i would be fighting against is um um, voter integrity. We would want to get that squared away here. 
and uh, and fighting fighting for voter and integrity. You know, I also yeah, and um, I also went out door knocking and and and, doing, and, and we went off the old voting li- uh, list what they had out yeah. people's. They need to call up clean up the voter registration because there's people that were at the house that never heard of these people. They've been there six years. And so they've been through a, a major election yeah, and they never heard of these people that wow. were on the voting rolls that voted in the last election. So it's crazy. Yeah. They it need to clean up the voter rolls. Sounds like an issue. If someone wants to support you in your, in your run for district 40 house seat. How would they do that? Well, <clears throat> basically they have to come to the, to the, the, the meeting that we have for okay. uh, uh, to vote vote me in. If they if they have questions and they want to reach out, is there a good way? Um, you can come to my Facebook right now. Okay, um, and that mine is this Ronald Westbury. You can come okay. on my Facebook. Yeah, sounds good. Send you a message or something. Yep, send me a message there. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you joining us today. It's been it's been good. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. This has been part of the Dakotans election central coverage of the 2024 election cycle. I'm Jonathan Starr. Thank you for watching this. Be sure to go to mydakotan.com, click election central. There you'll see a database of all of the different candidates and politicians that are running in this election cycle. You'll be able to find information on them and watch interviews like the one we just did to find out more about who you can be voting for. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, be part of the Decoding community, go subscribe to our email list. And most of all, have a great day.